Today, we interview Joey Schweikert, who turns his front yard into a magic realm for only one day of the year, Halloween. We also talk about why King Crimson is awesome. All this and more on The Leftscape. I'm Robin Renee, and you are listening to The Leftscape, The Shape of Progressive Conversation. And I'm Wendy Sheridan, and I want to make a mention that Mary McGinley cannot be with us today because she's having um, some family emergencies that she has to take care of. And uh, we hope she is with us next time. Yes, sending out lots of love to Mary and family. Yes. And um, today is the 30th of October, which the month has just blown pie this month. <laughs> um, it is National Candy Corn Day. Uh, I don't know if you're one of those people that actually enjoys candy corn. I am not. Uh, <laughs> I like it, but I would never go out of the way for it, out of my it, way for it. It's it's just like why if well, I had one <laughs> once and it was sort of like I just Put a whole spoonful of sugar in my mouth. It's like, whoa, too much, too much sugar. <laughs> hey, it's mischief uh, night too. Oh God, it's <laughs> another thing I don't like. That's another New Jersey tradition that I do not approve of. Um, I well, okay, <laughs> now you're going to hear it. One mischief night, uh, somebody mischievously put a dead squirrel in my mailbox and then filled the mailbox with shaving cream. I did not appreciate that at all. I so. do not appreciate that either. No, I didn't think you would. So this is why this kind of turned me off to mischief night. It's like wow, that's not mischief. That's that's another well, level. I yeah, it was a rough neighborhood, I guess, out in the country. It is very. I remember chasing kids out of my yard who had who were busy throwing toilet paper on my trees, and I go, "Why are you doing this?" Well, my parents said it was okay, so we'll go do it in your yard. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. And tomorrow, the 31st, is Halloween or Samhain for us pagans. And it's also Girl Scout Founders Day. I think that's kind of interesting that they founded the Girl Scouts on Halloween. (laughs) That's right. And I wonder if that's Mrs. Albie. My mom sold Avon and she got these awards, these little like figurines. It was Mrs. Albie. But I think she's the first... Avon lady. I don't know that she's the founder. Oh, I don't wow. remember. I'd have to look it up. I have, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, and November 1st is National Authors Day. Oh. Um, oh, also, since we're we're going into November, um, it is Adopt a Senior Pet Month. And it is also Mo- Movember, which was uh started by um Michelle Obama to get people up out of their chairs. So um, shake your butt. And <laughs> it is also Nano Remo or Nano Rimo, which is National Novel Writing Month. Uh, and I don't know, Robin, if you're going to attempt that. I, you probably don't. Have I'm not a fiction writer, but I have been thinking about like the scary books I want to write, and uh, <laughs> maybe I'll actually make a start at it. Um, I try scary, though. I tried it once. I have a folder on my hard drive. Uh, it says Nano Remo 2014, and I think there's maybe two pages. <laughs> okay, well, you can always start again. Um, it is Native American Heritage Month. It is Vegan Month, and No Shave Ember, which for guys, well, I guess it's for guys to grow facial hair. But uh, for me, since it's like long pants time, I stopped shaving till the spring. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, and the foods we celebrate in November include sweet potatoes, spinach, squash, pepper, raisin bread, and banana pudding. That all sounds oh. good. <laughs> <laughs> so the 1st of November is National Authors Day. Uh, the second is Deviled Egg Day and Bison Day. Um, and on the third, which I'm assuming is a Sunday, okay. is when Daylight Savings Time ends in the United States. 
So turn your clocks back one hour. So the sun will actually be getting up a little after I wake up instead of like hours later. Um, and on the fourth, this is an interesting thing. It is national chicken lady day. Um, okay. <laughs> tell us about chicken lady, please. Chicken lady is uh, Dr. Marthenia Tina Dupre or Dupree, um, who, who had worked in the second largest chicken restaurant in the world, which none of the stuff I've found out actually names the chicken restaurant. But uh, after that, and she was in charge of community relations and training there. Uh, and then she spun out and started doing her own work, training other professional speakers, authors, and trainers. Um, and you said, because with your research, that she actually was invited to meet the president. Uh, this was the President uh, W. Bush. Bush. Yes, Bush the, the second. I, the second. second. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um and uh, so I guess she was very uh, renowned to, to get the attention of the, the federal people. And uh, so this is a day to honor her and, the, um, and to, to give back to her from the people who she's helped over the years. So I think that's pretty cool. Nice. And even more important, on the 5th, the first Tuesday of November is Election Day. And I encourage everyone if you haven't already voted early or voted by mail before then to get your butts down to your polling place i know it's not the big presidential election but this is a way to make sure you're on the rolls it, it makes sure to tell the your county government that you're still alive and you're still voting so you won't get purged for next year because you know they're going to try to do that so vote vote like your your life depends vote like your country needs you <laughs> yes, because it does. And I, it just reminds me, too, that I have a neighbor who um, may or may not be getting out as much these days. So I want to check with her and see if she wants to vote by mail or if she does want me to take her to the polls uh, on that Tuesday. And it, I'm, it was a good reminder to, like, look ahead and see if, if you need to set up something for voting yeah. by mail or whatever. So it's good Definitely. timing to do that. Yes. So who's got birthdays this week? Birthdays. Uh, today is the birthday of Henry Winkler. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was just listening to an interview with him and he was talking about, you know, having to spend, it took a lot of years before he was able to be seen as someone other than Fonzie. And I still see him as Fonzie, you know. And they talked about uh, jumping the shark and that how that phrase came to be and all that. So it was kind of interesting. Um, <laughs> tomorrow, uh, Halloween or Samhain, is the birthday of uh, Piper Parabo, uh, John Candy, who passed in 1994, unfortunately, and uh, the dubious Vanilla Ice. <laughs> so <laughs> whether you like him or not, happy birthday to Vanilla Ice. Um on November 1st, it is the birthday of Tim Cook or Tim Apple, as uh, you know who called him. <laughs> uh, November. Oh, okay. Remember that? Now I know who you're talking about. <laughs> uh, November 2nd is Nellie's birthday. Uh, November 3rd is the birthday of Elizabeth Smart, who was a victim of kidnapping. Um, I believe she was in Salt Lake City, and now she is a child safety activist, which is... Mm. I remember when they when she escaped yeah. from her captors after... She was, like, in captivity for, like, over 10 years or something. Something crazy, right? It was a long time. After I don't her? know if it was that long, but yeah. And, um, yeah. And uh, that was really dramatic and, and good that she's, you know, she's doing... Great. I think she's also a commentator sometimes on one of the networks. Okay. I'm not sure. So, yeah, she's doing stuff. And it's also the birthday of Adam Ant, who I love. I put hearts around his name <laughs> <laughs> in my notes because I'm like 17. <laughs> well, you just saw him, didn't you? Yeah, yes. He just performed in Philadelphia. It was a great show. And uh, November 4th is the birthday of Diddy. Other, uh, <laughs> actual name, Sean Combs, otherwise known as P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, whatever you call him. <laughs> Happy birthday to everybody. Happy birthday. So um, we want to 
just say R.I.P. Elijah Cummings. That was yeah. some sad news this week. He's too young to have left us, and I we need him in the house. I'm I am very very upset that he's not there. Yeah, he was a powerful. Just I, I mean, every time I heard him speak, he was so um, just intense and intent upon justice. You know. Yeah, and he organized that sit-in. Oh, that's right. That yeah. was that was an amazing thing when that happened. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So yeah, who were the, I? I want to know. Do do they have a? Um, does the governor appoint? his replacement or do they have an election that i'm not sure both yeah i should have i should have researched that before we started but i remember <laughs> that being like a yeah i'm not sure how they do that because i remember in new jersey um and only because facebook memories reminded me um when senator lautenberg died uh there was a special election i think that's when cory booker got elected i think he replaced him right well that's right yep yeah because that was a special election that happened, um, I think, in September or October after Lautenberg died. Um, mm -hmm. But, yeah, uh, Representative Cummings was a powerhouse, and, and I loved listening to him talk. And, and I was very, very uh, moved by the things that he did to try to get shit happening. Yeah. I um, I was actually very pleased to know that he was signing subpoenas the day before he died. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> it was determined. I thought he was doing it like from his hospital bed, right? Yes. For, in I, hospice, actually. That's the last thing I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I have an article here that talks about what happens, but I can't process it right now. So I will okay. post it on our site. Okay. So um, we can get some information about that. But um, yeah, just sending out love and gratitude for him. Yes. Thank you for your service, sir. Yes. And we have more, more, more uh, uh, talk about the elections coming up on Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. I just want to say that. Um, you know, I have to, I really have to pay attention to the, the in-between elections because I don't necessarily know some of the people in my right. county and that sort of thing. So it's something that I really am trying to get better at personally. Yeah, these are the local elections. And honestly, sometimes these are more important than the federal elections because these are the people that impact your daily life much more um closely than the federal government you know these are the people that set your property taxes these are the people that that make sure your garbage gets picked up and and that the water is clean you know it's these guys uh, and that your schools you know it's a lot of it's the school boards and right. um that's how the um radical right wing has infiltrated our politics because they start at the local level, they start by putting people on the school boards that say you can't teach sex education, that you can't that you can't uh, teach about the Holocaust, or or um, you know, or, or they're gonna they're gonna put like those those textbooks that say, uh, oh, the slaves were happy and right to work, in or you field. can't say things that are critical of the founding fathers. That's one right. I heard. That yeah. Yeah, these are, so these are the elections where that shit is getting settled. Yep. Um, and I, t I realize, you know, just thinking about it, I hear national news. I listen to a lot of national news and I hear Philadelphia news. So in way, a lot of ways, I know more about what's happening in that and the city than my particular town. So yeah. that's really a task that I want to give that's to myself what, to learn more. Your local community Facebook page. Right. <laughs> that could work. Absolutely. That's where you find out. That's where you find out the mayor got pulled over for a DUI or something like that. <laughs> right. But <laughs> Not I also was current mayor, but two <laughs> mayors ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh man, but I also wanted to say that um, in addition to like our local elections, we can also donate and and see if we can help out in other areas. Uh, for example, I was reading on Vote Save America 
And they say 2019 is the last chance we have to elect people in Mississippi, Louisiana, Kentucky, and Virginia who will create fair maps in 2021. Oh, wow. So that's something to really pay attention to. And you can find out more on at Vote Save America. They'll talk about, you know, specifically like how you can help us, you know, donate to a candidate or you can probably make some phone calls or things like that. But um, I'm going to look more into that as well and post some information about it. Um, you know, whatever we can do to help in other states. If we don't, if you, if you live in one of those states, definitely show up as much as you can. And um, if not, there are other things we can do as well. So that is good to be reminded of that. And I want to help people know that as well. And, and the other site, Ballotpedia, Ballotpedia.com um, also has information about your local elections, like who's on, who's running and, and like some stuff about the candidates. So you can do a little bit of research there, uh, but also, you know, your local, your local community papers um, and, you know, local stuff uh, to find out about who's running and, and, and stuff like that. I know in New Jersey, we are getting, uh, at least in Union County, uh, we have new voting machines. Mm -hmm. uh, I haven't seen them yet, but I have a, a card that they were on display at a few different events around town, which I didn't manage to get to. But uh, I'm hoping that it's not going to be ridiculously confusing to use. Yeah. Um, Are they supposed, they're supposedly more secure? We're less secure. Who knows? Uh, I don't know. I, one would, one would hope they're more secure, but who knows that at this point? Um, right. I, I would be very happy with paper ballots and even, even though it would be a pain in the ass to count things, but right, right. paper ballots can't be hacked. That would be, I, yeah. I mean, you might have to wait a while to get, know the uh, result, yeah. but I would, I would volunteer to count votes, uh, you know. Me too. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's all the news we can handle today. Hey, folks, we're doing a new thing, a Patreon page. We have the chance to grow, but we need your help. Become a patron and we will create a better experience for you with new segments, more interviews, and exclusive content. We love this project and are excited to have you on board as part of the Leftscape team. Check us out at patreon.com slash leftscape. I'm Kevin Patterson of Poly Role Models. And I'm Melana Phelan, the polyamorous librarian. Together, we write the For Hire novels, and you are listening to The Leftscape. The shape of progressive conversation. I am here today with Joey Schweikert, who is a friend of mine and um, a amateur haunter. Is that <laughs> is that how? I guess. Yeah, I guess that's okay. I, 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 most people will say their home haunters are more scary, but we don't really do scary. Yes, I, I follow him on Instagram and Facebook, and he posts these amazing photos of his Halloween tableau. And uh, this year looks particularly amazing. Please talk to me about that. Uh, this year has gotten a little out of hand. Um, <laughs> So we're doing every year, we kind of have a new theme and the year before is mostly just making stuff for it. Uh, keeps me off the streets as the saying goes. <laughs> this year we're doing um, a wizard's, kind of a wizard's den with a dragon uh, hatchery. Oh. So the kids have to do, um, we have one really fun year, like visually, that the we didn't have any activities for the kids and the kids were very put off by, they were afraid to interact with anything, um, which, was so not my intention. So now we always have an activity or two. Okay. So what was the one? What was the the one they were afraid to interact with? Uh, we did Alice in Wonderland, uh, the Mad Hatter's Tea Party. Okay. Um, which was the most successful, I think, visually so far, because um, with any house decorations, you have a problem with the sight lines. Like whenever you go to Disney, you're always wherever you look, you're still in that environment. Uh huh. Um, and it was under a giant tree in a front yard. So it made sense. Like when you looked, you were still, there was still grass and flowers and stuff. Um, and there was 
a table full of like crazy china and um and a fountain of teapots and uh, oh wow but the kids were afraid to go like they it was a little too precious for them (laughs) so um so now we always have an event something for them to do so this year they do three trials before they can adopt their dragon they have the first which is uh they have to prove they have magic in them um and most of this stuff comes with something i'm fascinated with at the moment so like i always love dragons and wizards so that's a given but uh we got a little thing of ferro fluid okay well you have to tell me what that is all right so it is actually it's next to me let me get the um (laughs) it is a magnetic um liquid pretty much but it's like thick and you could suspend it in alcohol and water like equal, equal parts like alcohol and water and a magnet will make it move Oh, and that is awesome. So the magnet, uh, my goal today is to make this giant magnet a wand. But I don't <laughs> know if you can see, but the, it makes it move. Oh, wow. Okay, what you can't see, those of you listening to this, is, uh, <laughs> is okay, I don't know if you remember those old time, um, magnet things with the iron filings where you make like a beard on a face. It's That's like exactly, it's exactly like that, but in a water. big jar of liquid. It's awesome looking. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I, this will definitely be on uh, Instagram today <laughs> because I can't stop playing with it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the first one. Uh, the second one is, um, and I'll send you a picture of it. We, um, well, this set is like really out of control this year. It's like it's wider than any room in my house. <laughs> um, it's but so there's a, a giant bookcase of like wizards bottles and stuff and then there's a little indent and there is a so it looks like a dragon carving with a hole that's like black and you reach in and it's one of those feel holes so it's got fringe and it's lined in fur and then it has like the sides are like an alligator skin feel um and they pull out these little i, I was smart i grabbed one today so i can show you these little <laughs> rubber balls that look like gemstones okay and that's their proof they approve their courage by reaching in the big black hole and then the third trial is they have to make a paper dragon fly okay then there we go to the hatchery and they can choose one of the dragons and there are uh five different colors oh wow um, the dragons i'm still working on <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, are you giving kids like little stuffed animal dragon eggs or, or dragons little stuff, little, i'm making little stuffed dragons Oh, you're making them? Oh my gosh! Yeah, and, I, I, and, every, and I said it last year, and I'm say I've never. I, I have to stop doing that. <laughs> um, last year we did like a night circus, and you remember that game where you would throw the ping pong ball and the goldfish? Yeah. Well, which apparently is terrible for the goldfish, but as a kid I was obsessed with it. <laughs> so um, I made little uh, stuffed koi that were in the bowls for the kids uh, to to win. Um, and last year, we've always, it, it's basically like neighborhood kids, uh-huh. um, which is why, like, I think for me, it's like such a thing because I live in not a really, um, like, it's a very economically challenged neighborhood. Um, and there isn't a lot of trick-or-treaters and it's, you know, like a lot of houses with lights on for, you know, a lot of different reasons. And the kids in my neighborhood, when they were younger, I mean, this is over the past 10 years, used to come and help me build stuff. So it was like a way of like kind of giving them that sort of like, I grew up with my dad making stuff. So you grow, you grow like that you can make things, you know, Uh taking up the mystery of it. Um, And it kind of went from like, we would have 10 kids maybe Uh, this year were last year was 38. (laughs) Um, I'd only made 30 um, fish that we ran out. So this year I'm making 50 dragons. Okay. And anyway, you know we're 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 airing this show ahead of before Halloween, so you may have, <laughs> you may get a flood of people. So we may be out of dragons. <laughs> so trick or treat early over at Joey's house. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's funny because the kids come back every this. We have the, pretty much the same families every year, um, and they'll bring like their cousin, or and it's very cute. There was a kid, um, a little kid last year. This little girl, she had to be like seven seven or eight and she could just rattle uh my friend had flown in uh and was helping out and he and he said something about last year being 
uh, the Alice in Wonderland. And she's like, no, last year. <laughs> <laughs> she like, called me back to them and went back like four years. And I was like, wow, like I, I have to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what year did you do the dinosaur one? Because that... that's one of my favorites. And I have the triceratops, the stuffed triceratops head up on the wall upstairs. <laughs> um, that was 2015, I think. Okay. Um, and we had Jurassic, we call my house Black Nut Cottage because they have a giant uh, black walnut tree in the front. Okay. And uh, so we had uh, Jurassic Cottage. And I made <laughs> a, and that's this one the kids were really into helping build this giant rolling, not like giant, but like a rolling uh, Triceratops. Okay. That they could ride on. Wow. And then we had a little track and it was barked off. It looked like. Maybe like the like if you see like kids have like the the pony rides where it's just a big circle with those uh -huh. things. But we did that, but for dinosaurs. And then the middle was a bigger paddock with like Ronosaurus head sticking out, and <laughs> it was fun. So That's... that that was one of my favorites because I love. Well, they're all, you know. And then I would make I made like a a ID uniform, like a a ranger uniform with like a patch, and <laughs> so it was fun. So, so this year is the dragon, the dragon's den. Is that or the it's, wizard? It's, what are you calling it? Like, um, I really don't. I, I keep saying it, it's like a, a dragon nursery. Okay. Um. So that's uh, Dom has his green dinosaur outfit from the the dinosaur one. So he's gonna wear that, and then I have like a robe with like sparkles on it. It's very Bob Mackie. <laughs> I keep gluing gemstones to it. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's 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 really fun. Um, and uh, it, this year it's like 17 feet wide. Usually it's like you know there's smaller elements, but what? And I realized last year with the problem was you were in it, and as soon as you looked past the element, there was like the side of the house next door, or like my house. You know that's <laughs> so. This year it's literally like a stage set that you're like kind of in. Okay. And you know, there's paper walls with dungeon walls. Wow! Cool. You definitely, you definitely need to uh, send us photos of that. And and I want to hear, I want to hear about. Tell me about. Um, last year was the night circus, as I, I think you said, and I kind of remember seeing the photos. There were mm -hmm. like, a, tell me about that one too. I, I was going through like a weird fixation with circus wagons, and the old circus parades. Um. You know, like the, they would bring like the Calliope wagon that would like, you know, and then they would have uh -huh. the wagon with the, the the giraffes in it and whatever. So I made like basically three of those and they each had games like you would have in the Midway. Okay. Um, so one was the goldfish bowl and one was the, the wheel. And then uh, we just had like random stuff around them. It was, it was really kind of fun. I had like a very Halloween kind of color palette. And I... The kids by like when I started, the kids by me were all really little, so um, we didn't really do scary. Uh, I tend to be like on the small and cute, like aesthetic sense. Um, and my aesthetics really run, and this is like so weirdly obscure, but <laughs> that movie, um, Bed Knobs and Broomsticks, yeah, that's and, like, not obscure and, well, I, for, for kids now, it is, but like, yeah. Yes. But like in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, like that visual style, I guess because I grew up with it on TV, is very much my like, and that like B movie 1950s, it, that's more my my like my wheelhouse. Uh huh. So um, yeah, that's that was really kind of how that like last year was. The year before that, we did uh, Mad Scientist Lab. Um, and it had a kind of a Rube Goldberg machine. With balls that went down that would dispense the treats <laughs> so the kids would have to release the ball and it was and it's really kind of uh i always want to show the kids like you know like kind of you can see how things are made uh-huh i always want to know how is it made so like just want to give kids a sense of like this is doable this is how it's made it's a little physics it's a little practicality it's a little mechanics you know that um sneaking all that science stuff in there yeah science and creativity and that sort <laughs> of you, know, you just want to get them like kind of I my thing is if I can give them a sense of wonder just for like a couple minutes then like my job is done you know everything else is kind of bleak um yeah especially for kids now like I mean compared to like when I was little it's it's a lot darker yes um, I, and 
<laughs> if, if you can kick them out of that for a minute, you know, and be like, this is um, just, you know, a sense of, of whimsy and wonder and like, uh, and I always make sure that like everything is done from a, a low level. Um, a lot of times, and this, when I was a kid, this bothered me, but like you would go to things and it would be, everything would be painted. But if you were like three feet tall, you could see underneath that things were not painted. Right. And so I always like, I'm always, I always look from the bottom. Uh-huh. You know, everything is designed kind of from that standpoint. Like I made bookshelves, like shelves for all the bottles this year for the wizards uh, den. And the, the, the shelves start like two inches above the ground. Oh, uh, okay. And like four feet high because who cares about the adults? <laughs> like, <laughs> they, they can deal, you know? Yes, they are there. So as the children grow up, I guess, I guess some of them are, are like teenagers now. Yeah. Or... They, they still come. Um, and they will, they will give me a hard time. Like they like bust my chops about it. Like, you know, like stay keeping kitty, but they still get into it. <laughs> you know, that's, um, they but... like it. It's just, they, they don't want to, they don't want to admit cause it's not cool. Oh, no, they're actually, they're, they're bring people come, which is, which I love. Okay. Like, they'll, you know, they'll be like, oh, like, you know, you're not going to do anything scary, but this is my, my, this is my niece and she's four, you know, like. So, <laughs> so you're not going to graduate into scary, like later, like in I, future I, years. I, I really don't think so. Good. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm not into scary, so. Like, I love, I, I love the aesthetic of scary. And I love like being startle scared. I startle very easily. So um, I'm kind of good for that. Like if you're going to jump, like step out of a room and I'm not expecting it, I will jump. <laughs> but uh, for me, like that's just, um, I, I don't feel like I, like that's not my thing to do. I wouldn't want to do that all year. I wouldn't want to be looking at that all year. No. And and that's, that's the other thing. You, you basically start your Halloween prep on like November 1st. Actually, I start after Christmas. Oh, okay. You actually take a month off. I'm impressed. <laughs> I take a month. Of, I was a month of me mauling about, and then and usually like after New Year's, I'm like, I think I'm gonna do this, and then not until like February do I February March do I really start because I bounce between things. Okay. Um, and then there are ideas that kind of this started with I wanted to do a mirror room, like uh, I can never say her name. <laughs> um, last name. Not- do you Go know ahead. what I mean? No, I don't. Uh, she makes the giant pumpkins with polka dots. Japanese. Oh, I do not know who you're talking about. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not going to try and say her name. I will email you her name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I, I can't even, like. We'll uh, put it in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, when my, friend, when my partner, Dom, and I are like, I'm all like, you know. And he's like, yeah. Like, neither one of us can say her name. <laughs> Just like, um. But she does these mirror rooms where they're like 10 foot by 10 foot rooms and you go in and you walk in this little corner in the middle to the center and they just go on forever. Okay. Um, I wanted to do that with crystal, like a crystal cavern kind of thing for the kids, but I could not find a way to do the mirrors, the like reflective surface um, in a way that I could have enough time to build it and like build it and bring it where it would mm-hmm. and not be incredibly expensive. So that kind of fell by the wayside. Okay. So you still do you still want to do you still want to do something like that? Uh, I I do. I just don't know how it's going to happen. Okay. I was going to throw. Uh, they make like pretty reflective mylar sheeting these days. Oh, they they do. Um, but to do a ten foot by ten foot room, it was a little expensive, and then. I would have to actually build it on site. Oh, yeah. And that became a little more like this is everything is every air quotes. Everything is built already. <laughs> but <laughs> we have a studio space, um, which I share with my my other half and our friend Betsy. And um, the running joke is that we have a studio. I take half and then they split the other half until about August. And then I <laughs> just creep across. <laughs> Um, so I pretty much have three quarters of the studio with a giant thing built in it. Um, and it's so crazy big that I can't actually get a photo of it from all the way back to get the whole thing. Um, because it's so much of the room is inside, you know, but, uh, I would have to build it there and then, and then transport it. And there's, it would just, there's no way I've worked, I've done the mirrored room before. 
Um, my ex and I used to throw a Halloween and a half party um, in the spring. It was actually six months between Halloween. Um, and Oh, I like that idea. It's I really got... fun. And <laughs> um, we did Vegas. Um, show like the, the theme was Vegas baby one year and uh, we always had a bonus room um, and the bonus room that year uh, I actually built um, like a strip club in the garage and I covered <laughs> all the walls with mylar and built the stage and it, it was it was very fun <laughs> we actually we actually had a, a male stripper who covered himself in, in chocolate <laughs> um, did this dance with chocolate we're like do it do it do whatever you want to do like go and like we did this um, and uh, my beagle, Darla, was obsessed with him. <laughs> like, she, like, she, like, he wanted to, to take a shower, and she was just like, I love this man. <laughs> it's so <much> chocolate. <laughs> it, it was completely, like, and weirdly, that was my favorite part of the whole thing, was this, this beagle following him with adoring eyes. <laughs> like, I love you. Yeah, so, that, so that was before I moved into this house. That was sort of my outlet for this. Was that okay? Kind of, um, you know, we and we did some really like fun parties there, and it, and this this is more obviously kid based, but the aesthetic was always the same. Okay. Kind of um, Disney sixties kind of thing. Awesome, awesome. So you never do the same one two years in a row, or repeat one after a couple of years. No, and I probably should. Um, because I want like the lumber and stuff. Weirdly, I take all apart and reuse. <laughs> so like, there's always like a stack of like this year I bought a lot of lumber for walls, um, but I also reused probably sixty percent of the lumber from the previous year. Um, a lot of it, the smaller stuff I didn't get to reuse this year, but I'll reuse like I, I just keep using it. Um, every couple of years I have to buy more lumber because it keeps getting cut, you know, cut in weird shapes and stuff. The uh, but this year I made uh, bottles for the wizards for the shelves. Yeah, I, I've been I've been watching the the graphic design of the labels that you've been doing for months. They've been awesome. I, I I've been re very impressed. They're really your... fun. Uh, my favorite <laughs> is the, the gnome repellent one, which, yes. has, which has all the text going in different directions because it makes Dom crazy because his background is in, is in, in typography. And he's like, it, why? Why? It makes me crazy, too. Just letting you know. <laughs> I, I, it, it, it makes me laugh every time I look at it because I was like every typography person I know is going, no, no. <laughs> it's like, you're kerning. What did you do? <laughs> I'm yeah, trying so, to read McAllist. What what is that name? It's, it's, so my background is totally in textile and apparels. No, no typography whatsoever. So I, just, <laughs> I, just, I just do whatever. And it just um my friend Tony gave me old McCormick spice bottles. Uh-huh. Um, and those are the first ones I started doing. So I was doing like spice bottles of wizards, ingredients you need for potions and stuff. And um Dom actually took those from me and, and formatted them because he's like, I, I can't. <laughs> he's like, there's maybe like 15 of them. I will just do them. Tell me what they need to say. <laughs> and they're awesome. They are. <laughs> they're they're, the, the they're uh, Matt Cormick, uh, but they're like MAC. So they're a little right. slightly different. But they're, uh, they're the, the most realistic of all of them because they're actually done by an actual print designer um <laughs> but th those are like and my favorite of that is uh like the, the filling stuff is fun like i um took a a uh what do you call it pine cone and pulled the 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 things off the side of it and those are uh gnome toenails <laughs> uh, and then uh, i have rubber bands and one that's chicken lips so, <laughs> <laughs> what you cut the rubber bands up it's a no, chicken I just think it's like whole rubber bands. Like you just cut the lips <laughs> off the chicken. Oh, <laughs> <It's God>. like... <laughs> but I have no idea what I'm going to do with all these bottles. Like I have like literally like 60 bottles of like just um a lot of actually a weird thing that I'm on a lot of like Halloween haunt forums and stuff and Facebook groups and stuff. There are some amazingly talented people out there. Like it's crazy. <laughs> but someone suggested for potion bottles going to the dollar store and buying hand hand soap and dish detergent because they're brightly colored and they're cheap 
Oh and yeah. If you don't use it all, you can just use it at home. And, I, and that's totally what I did for a bunch of them. So I had, like I was like, this is awesome, you know, like you buy a big bottle of cheap soap for a buck, and then it's like two bottles of like potions, and then I can do this, you know. I brought one okay. of the studio we used to wash brushes and There you go. Yeah. No, it, it's it's there is a it's there's a surprising community of, of home haunters. Like um they're mostly scary stuff, which is Yeah. There's like one or two of us that are not scary and it makes me laugh because like you you'll see these amazing like rotting corpses that people are working on and then there's like wizard bottle labels. <laughs> 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 Look, yeah. I'm making bunnies, you know, like <laughs> So I prefer I prefer the more whimsical Halloween kinds yeah, of things. Um, I I love it all honestly, but it's it, yeah for me to make stuff I I just like I I get too creeped out. Yeah. Um, I, I can need see that. My like my goal for going forward is to stop making tiny stuff things to give out, um, because that is just completely out of control. Yes, um, I I could have told you that. <laughs> I work with the on the the uh, night shift supporting Asia, um, and Sundays are very quiet for us, and Thursdays are very quiet. So I bring hand sewing in with me. So I sit at my desk and sew <laughs> these tiny little dragon legs together. <laughs> and the guy who sits next to me is really funny, and he, and he just, he'll just look over and give me the look, and I'm like, I have an extra needle. Like, <laughs> well, like Halloween isn't going to make itself. That's true. That's true. So you don't give out actual candy, though. You're just giving out. Oh, we totally give out candy. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and uh, when we did Alice in Wonderland, we gave out little bottles of water that said, drink me. Um, we're kind of back and forth about that because um, this year I have a really fun label. Um, do I have it? It's around here somewhere. My house is a complete disaster. It's <laughs> um, just like paper and stuff everywhere. Uh, we made a, so this year I adopted Lulu, um, who's this little dog uh, with one eye. Um, yes. So her label uh, is like she's got liquid smiles, like li liquid laughter. But uh, Dom at the same time adopted this one-eyed cat named Teddy, who we joke teleports because he just like will suddenly magically appear wherever you're walking. <laughs> um so it got this label and it's very russian like it's a russian space program propaganda poster okay but it's comrade teddy's teleportation potion um, <laughs> it fits perfectly around around like a soda can so i'm looking for can like i, I want to buy canned water to give out and put those around it because it's, ah. it's like i love that label it's like the best actually this is uh, one of my labels Oh, the, is it the pond scum label? Yeah, I put it on red bubble so I can make a make a shirt because it makes me laugh. Okay, well here there you can promote you can promote that now. <laughs> Where on red bubble can people get your pond scum t shirt? <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're good at this. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. No, I think it's I think it's public. Like, I literally okay, well make it public. Can... You got a week well, to make it public. I got a week to make it public. <laughs> Um, I think it's under it's under Guy with Monsters, which is the same as my Instagram. Okay. Um, yeah, if if anybody joins my Instagram, say hey. Um, it, my Instagram isn't only it's not always stuff I'm making; is a lot of the dog and cats. So yes, uh, yes, but that's dogs and cats. Who can I, I was say, say like, no to dogs and cats? If you have a problem with dogs and cats, you know, then I'm sorry, but. Um, <laughs> And we don't and want to then, talk to you. <laughs> exactly. I'm all like, I don't know what to tell you, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and then on the off season, though, there'll be a, like, I Photoshop the dog and cats into like random things just because it makes sense. <laughs> so, um, I, my desktop at work is Lulu riding in the Munsters car. <laughs> uh, so she's like, just hanging out. Uh, Star Wars Day, uh, Toby. Oh, this is, this is my big guy, Toby. Uh, hi, Toby. Hey, good boy. What are you doing? Joey's um, showing me his cat. Oh, sorry. Yeah, he's, <laughs> no, he's this isn't video. This is this is uh, where we can see each other on this platform that we record on, but uh, you guys can't see us. <laughs> there's there's one cat to the left of me on the sofa arm. One just walked away, and there's a dog by my feet pacing. <laughs> okay. Because I need a lot of supervision. 
but uh, I'm you know, I'm kind of amazed I'm cat free in this room I right now. Waiting so. for someone to pop up behind you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, Toby was Toby One Cannoli was his uh, Jedi name. <laughs> well, I think you bring um, quite the air of joy and whimsy to your area of Asbury Park. And I've outed what city you're in. I'm not going to give out your address. So <laughs> it's just people are just going to have to drive randomly around Asbury Park till they see a, a wizard dragon lair in the front yard of somebody's house. Well, that, and that's the weird, like they do next door does that like a uh, home haunt. Like you can, like if you're giving out candy, you put it on. But because I'm, I'm like a block from the projects, um, nobody comes, like people don't come from other neighborhoods to my neighborhood. In a way, I'm kind of okay with that. <laughs> um, no, I mean more because it's, really. Really, it's really, it's a neighborhood thing. Like, uh, yeah. the kids in the neighborhood, after they go trick or they'll come by us and their family will take them usually to Ocean Grove because the houses are close together and they all give out candy uh, <laughs> they'll go, and they'll go trunk or treat and they'll come over and hang out after. Okay. So they'll just be like, like, you're, messing with you're stuff. the after party. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was really, uh, the first big year we, we built a pirate ship. So we had like a little pirate ship you could get in. Um, and they like played pirates, you know, so <laughs> I was like, I, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> well, thank you really so much for, uh, for sharing your Halloween-ness with us on our I, Halloween show. My pleasure. I'm sorry if I babble. I, I just, I, I get so, so hyped on Halloween. It's something. great. It's great. You're great. And, uh, I, I don't know that I can get down to see your house this year because we have to, we have to give candy out to our people, but I think about it and i really wish you just leave it up for another day so like we could see it what that, that's the thing like i never get to see any go like anything halloween because it's always like like i'm literally like i'm sitting with all the stuff i'm working on behind the computer and as soon as i hang up i'm back to like making candlesticks you know like, <laughs> well i'll let you get back to it and thank you again oh uh, my pleasure thanks wendy Hello, this is Robin Renee. You can find me online at robinrenee.com. And my music is on iTunes, CD Baby, Pandora, Spotify, and elsewhere around the web. So check it out. And you can like me at facebook.com slash robinreneefan. Tweet at me at spiritrocksexy. And follow me on Instagram at robinreneemusic. I would love to hear from you. I have some breaking news of a personal nature. A few days ago, Mary's husband, Alan Simic, suffered a stroke. There is a GoFundMe to help with their massive medical expenses. Please go to bit.ly slash help Alan and contribute if you can and share it on your social media. We thank you for your support. And the link again is bit.ly slash h-e-l-p-a-l-a-n. Thank you. Why is this awesome? We were having a conversation a while ago about uh, a band that is would be considered prog rock and i'm not a very big fan of this band so <laughs> i will just say that and wendy is a big fan of that band and I, oh that I, band okay yes <laughs> we're not naming the band okay that's uh, fine. we don't have to name the band because we're okay. going to talk about another band <laughs> but what it reminded me of was that you know i i think that's an interesting musical difference in our tastes Okay. And and I did remember, I was looking back and I said, you know what? I remember hearing uh, Court of the Crimson King a while back because I think it was some anniversary of its release or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I said, I dig this. I get, I get this, you know? Well, it's 50s, apparently. Okay. It came out in 69. Okay. Then that's it. Yep. And um, so I wanted to know, like I, I asked Wendy, does she like King Crimson? And I thought she did. And I wanted to hear about why they're awesome okay so uh, yeah. 
I think it was uh, my high school boyfriend, Jim, that introduced me to King Crimson. And because I think that was his favorite band at the time. And this was 74. So, um, and I think that what is makes a lot of the difference in our musical tastes is I'm a little older than you. <laughs> so, <laughs> which I find it's kind of interesting because my, uh, my high school girlfriend after high school, she spent some time in New York and, and really got involved in the punk scene. So it's not, you know, not completely age related, but yeah. I was always into prog rock. I'm trying to think. I know, I know Jim got me into King Crimson. I think I was into Yes before that. Um, and that's, you know, that whole, the whole prog rock thing is because I was in the orchestra. I was a, I was a cellist in high school. And oh, nice. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I still have a cello. I play it sometimes. I need to build up my calluses again. But um, so he played me, I guess, Court of the Crimson King. I mean, he had the earlier albums, uh, you know, the, the first, the first sort of pre King Crimson was this, was a band Giles, Giles and Fripp. And they had a, they put an album out and then King Crimson put out Court of the Crimson King. And that is, I, I used to, you know, I played the, these records enough that the, like the grooves, like just completely wore out on these records. Um, mm -hmm. And my favorite song off of that album is uh, 21st Century Schizoid Man, which for coming out in 1969, was way ahead of its time way 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 ahead of its time i i could i i actually want to hear like a, a metal i've been wanting to hear like a metal remake of that for years oh. it, <laughs> um and so what do you think is was uh ahead of its time in that song or uh i think it's the musicality I mean, if you think about the 60s, you think, you know, you're thinking about the Beatles and the Beach Boys and the Rolling Stones. And it's just the the sound of it was so much angrier. Hmm. And um, <clears throat> it's it's got it's got a distort. The vocals are really distorted. That was when Greg Lake was in the band. Uh, this was before, you know, Emerson, Lake and Palmer formed. Um and that was another band I really liked. I liked Yes and, and ELP and, and King Crimson were pretty. And that and Grand Funk Railroad uh, was pretty much all I listened to in high school. Uh, well, no, that's not true. There's other uh, T-Rex I liked. Uh, that's the pop stuff. Um, yeah, I like them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I like Yes a bit, too. Okay. I, I think my tastes are, if if someone sort of cr crosses into the prog world, they're particular bands that I have a connection a connection with and I'm trying to figure out at some point I'll figure out what the through line is to those okay. well you know? there's a lot of overlap in personnel in those bands mm -hmm. you know, Greg Lake was in King Crimson and then he formed his own band with uh you know with Keith Emerson who was also in something else but um which will come to me at some point, probably after we stop recording. <laughs> uh, um, and, uh, and, you know, Carl Palmer, I think was, yeah, he was in Atomic Rooster and they all had a concert, all the three bands, um, King Crimson and whatever band Keith Emerson was in. And then Atomic Rooster all did a gig at the same venue on the same night. And I think that's how they all met. And then they, the three of them decided to say, screw the other bands. And they went off and did their own thing. Um, but the one main, the main thing about King Crimson is, is Robert Fripp, the guitar player. He uh, it's, it's always been his pro his project, but 21st century schizoid man. It's, it's like the, the vocals felt you listen to the song and it sounds like it was written, you know, maybe in the nineties. You know, it's got that sensibility until I get to that jazz break in the middle. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that I love. Uh, and apparently it's, it, you know, it's, it's showing off the musicality of the musicians because you have to really have chops to play it. And 
it has a lot of um, stops and, you know, and then there's a little bit of silence and then it starts up again and everybody's in unison. And I had remember reading or hearing about how he used a light with a foot switch to tell, to cue people and when to stop and when to, to start playing again. Oh, interesting. That section, you know, um, and, uh, and it's, and then the later stuff gets really complicated. It's like there was, a, there's a few phases in this band. Uh, like there's the seventies phase where <clears throat> they did a lot of the, um, the really prog stuff. And then in the eighties, Bob Fripp put it back together again. Um, uh, cause apparently the, um, the first, the first phase of King Crimson got disbanded in 1974. And, uh, and then in the, in early eighties, uh, he put, he put it back together again, um, and it, the sound was very different than it was originally. Um, oh, I, I didn't know about that. Actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, yeah. What was it like then? In the um, 80s? It's, uh, let's see. They, it's hard to, it's hard to, 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 to say, um, well here in, on the Wikipedia page, it's like they're taking guitar and influences taken from the Gamelin post-punk and New York minimalism, whatever that means. Oh, okay. Um, I have two of those albums, but I also have their, their box set that came out uh, a few years back that, that has pieces from all of their different incarnations. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, if you get really interested in that, I could play you some stuff. So I would be hear. interested in hearing the, the 80s sound, actually. Okay. Really cool. But I also do want to hear more about well, it's the also Crimson King. It's okay. okay. I just wanted to just say that the eighties is when Tony Levin um, was starting, was playing stick with them. And, and that is kind of why I got a stick. Well, that and the, the guy I was dating at the time also played a stick. That's okay. the Chapman touch stick, which is a 10 string fretboard that you tap. It's not wow. really a guitar. It's like, a, it's got the same range as a piano, the same uh, tonal range as a piano. And I don't play it very well but I have one <laughs> and it's just a weird looking instrument. Um, but uh, okay. So let's go back to court of the crimson King and uh, 21st century schizoid man. It's, you know, and the lyrics are kind of not unrelevant to, to time now as it was back then. And, um, and that was, I guess Peter Sinfield was their lyricist. Okay. Um, yeah, I can, I can babble on about that. So does it feel like it's, or the, I guess I, I've heard it. I don't feel like I have a real sense of like, are the lyrics political? Is it magical? Is it, uh, I don't know. It's more existential. Let's see. It's yeah. like, that's what I tend to think Prague well, tends to do. It's a little more like philosophical or, or, or or like, uh, and then the end, the ending lyric is, um, you know, he's taught first they're talking about war and napalm and, and, um, and then the last, the last verse is more, um, about, you know, consumer society because mm -hmm. uh, the last line is nothing he's got. He really needs, mm -hmm. you know, for example, um, and it, it's really weird to not have it playing while i'm talking about it right. <laughs> I, I hear it in my head and none of you guys know what the hell i'm talking about well, hopefully we'll play a little snippet of it yeah that'd yeah. be good um i mean that was i think the most powerful song of the of the album um i think the most melodic the court of the crimson king is certainly a very melodic song and um and it's the first time i think i heard mellotron being used extensively hmm. And he uses, you know, they use that a lot. And, and the other thing was it's, it's sort of the, the fact that, that, you know, Bob Fripp worked with these other musicians that went on to do other things that, you know, I really liked. Yeah. I like Brian Eno a lot. Yeah. I will date that was, he was never, I don't think Brian Eno was ever in King Crimson, but uh, right. Bob Fripp and Brian Eno have done a lot of very experimental music projects together. 
Mm -hmm. That stuff is a lot more ambient. Right. You know? I dig that a lot. <laughs> that kind of like, yeah, ambient is the word, I guess. Yeah, you know? it, it is. Um, you know. And then, and then there was one time I was watching uh, an adult film, a porno, and they used a track from Lark's Tongue and Aspic as the soundtrack, and it was just really weird. And I think, I think that's honestly, I think that's one of the reasons why Fripp took the band down because it's like the. I think there was a a, a rights issue. He tried to get them not to to use that song, and and with the label or whoever just said fuck you and so he said fuck you back and <laughs> so was this a 80s porno or a 70s like that in the era 70s seven late 70s early wow. 80s it was just you know it was really weird hearing that <laughs> it is weird because i recognized it going why is this here <laughs> <laughs> i heard a donald fagan song being used like that on somebody's like you know homemade porno <laughs> upload you know and i was just like oh my gosh it was really it's kind of startling <laughs> yeah it, it, you know but this was like a commercial thing it, it, it it's sort of like i mean maybe he had the same reaction that that musicians get when a politician uses their song to as their entry music and they didn't ask permission and it's like they're not in agreement with any of this person's policy right right I know and, the uh, this Prince Estate is uh, up in arms about that currently. I, I just like that Nickelback got a tweet pulled from our president. <laughs> <laughs> that blew my mind. Well. But yes, King Crimson is awesome. And uh, if you haven't heard any of their stuff, I think Court of the Crimson King is a good way to get into it. Um, and And also, if you do listen to it, you have to remember that when this was written and this was written and recorded in 1969 and it's like it's like the the seeds of so many of the other musical movements that have happened um in in you know in the intervening decades uh they all it, it's like that was like the seed for so much other stuff it's kind of it's kind of mind-blowing and uh, and if you if you like Yes and Genesis, especially the older Yes and Genesis, uh, you will also like King Crimson. So awesome. yeah, I'm gonna awesome. I'm gonna listen to it more, and I want to follow some of those threads to see what some of the members did afterwards and how oh, they connected to music. I might even be more familiar with, you know. Well, it was like the later stuff. Adrian Ballou was the singer. Adrian Ballou worked with David Bowie and Frank Zappa mm -hmm. and the Talking Heads. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I hear the Talking Heads. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's like it's like King Crimson like influenced every <laughs> like it, if it's if it's like if it's if it's in the prog rock genre, they've touched they've touched that in some way sure and even beyond because i'm thinking like world music and punk and you know whatever yeah. well, different think, kinds of rock you know which I is also, pretty cool yeah 